Welcome back to Work Life Harmonize with me, your favorite auntie, Dana Mahina. I am here to talk to you today about something very special and near and dear to my heart, my own damn book. Yes, we're coming out with this book. For those of you that are waiting for this podcast, watching on social media, I have a very special guest with me today, Jupiter F. Stone, my media producer, is here to help us unpack all the tea that is surrounding how I'm work-life harmonizing at the end of this 2023 with this new book, Welcome Jupiter. Ooh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm having deja vu. Have we done this before? No. We are having deja vu. <laughs> Let's just tell our listeners, we've recorded this podcast and this show. Please continue to like us on all platforms for social media. Follow us, subscribe, and share with friends. Why? Because we've lost our minds. And hopefully, so have you, because then we're in alignment. No, we don't want you to lose your mind. And even if you do temporarily, just know we lost ours. So yes, we've already recorded this show. This is a re-recording of a show that never aired. Why? Why, Jupiter? Why? Why? Trash that last show. You know, because sometimes things happen, you know, R. It stands for repeat the podcast. That's not what it stands for. What is what does the letter R actually stand for? Rest, <laughs> relaxation, refund, which no one's going to be asking for. for this Rewind. <laughs> Let's consult my cheat sheet. Reality. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The reality is we have definitely done this before, and lucky, lucky, lucky us that we get to have it. Two times, but they only get to have it once. So let's not go ahead and sit in the FOMO. As the media producer, it's my job to get us on track. So here we go. I'm happy to be here. Happy to do this for the second round. Bia, sorry about that. It's, I know I have the most difficult episodes, but I'm going to keep coming back. And this is the way it's going to be. So let's let them in on the tea for those that are not familiar with it, which is a shame. They should be if they're following you on social media. What is going on? What is this new book that you are releasing? Give them the brief overview for the new people tapping in. And here we go. Thanks for that baton you passed me. B is for burnout, <laughs> not bitch. That is literally the title. Uh, we are so happy about this book. And this is really a book of my life's work, all in an A to Z format, taking women from overdrive to thrive, A to Z, literally. Each chapter is dedicated to the letter of the alphabet and to the components that make up why women of the world are so burned out. Ooh, got it. And what inspired you to write this book in the first place? Do you know any of these women? <laughs> many, many, many of these women. And these women are me and I am these women. So my own burnout. We teach what we most need to learn. And figuring out that women are exponentially additive at home, in community, in business, every place they show up when they aren't burned out. When we're operating on fumes, we're still wildly, wildly, wildly busy. Yet we're not as productive. Even if we're doing 10,000 things and we feel like we're crushing it, we're actually crushing our own soul and it's time for that to stop. And what better time than in the beginning of a new year, 2024, can't even believe I'm saying that, 2024, 2024. So we are the future. And so this book is coming out just in time for us to squash the New Year's resolutions. They're total bullshit. They never work. 
for those of you that have followed me for years, you've listened to this podcast and all its iterations, maybe you've taken some coaching classes with me, or you've done some video downloads of our free stuff. We have so many tools out there for you to add to your toolkit or your really cool bag or purse. We want you to really understand that now more than ever, we are blowing up the myths. It is time to destroy these myths that, you know, it's, it's, it's okay to have work-life balance. It's, it's good. It's, it's excellent. In fact, you want to strive to be in perfect balance all the time, do everything you can all at once for everyone and put you last. It's not okay. It's not okay. And burnout is the plague that we all suffer from. And I'm talking about women and women around the world. We are suffering from burnout. Some of it, of course, is self-imposed. Some of it is imposed, imposed upon us. And some of it is almost implied, which is society, businesses, our children, our neighbor. There's this expectation, Jupiter, that we're just supposed to say, well, screw it. We come last. Let me help you. And then you and you and you and you. And somehow take the scraps that are left for ourselves. And frankly, I've just had it. So hence the book with the beautiful pink cover, just in time for Barbie. Didn't know that movie was coming out when we chose our colors. I mean, look, 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 you knew what's up. You can see the future. You can see the future. All right. <laughs> so how did this, because I, how did this process, because I know that you wrote another book, right? So in this process of writing a book, because you're speaking very confidently, very candidly, like someone who has done this before, because you actually have done this before so what i want to know is before the pink cover before barbie before you decided to write this book like what was it like writing your previous book and how did it differ than this experience that's an excellent question jupiter it, it's it's wildly different because i am informed and because i did learn some lessons the hard way and some lessons not in a hard way however they weren't clear like there's so much clarity now in terms of what i'm writing how i'm writing it why i'm writing it who i'm writing it for all the good stuff that really ideally one would design for themselves before they embark on what can be a soul-crushing journey of writing a book so for the authors out there listening I, I applaud you and i empathize with you it's tough it's tough to write a book it's tough to pour your heart and soul into something uh so what I learned with the first book is that I am a wild ride when it comes to how I write. I'm all over the place. So the last book, it was talking into my voice recorder while also driving or walking somewhere and emailing myself crazy notes in the middle of the night and then working with my beloved executive assistant and right hand of eight years, Sonia, you all know her. She comes on the show many times as well to help keep me sane and to talk about perspectives and really get into the depths of the coaching tools that we've developed over all these years. And she did a lot of ghostwriting for me. On this book, I knew none of that was going to work because it was too haphazard. It was too, there's this great word in Hawaiian, olelo, called kapakahi. It was too all over the place. It was like I couldn't follow a rhythm or a cadence or a beat that would say to me, okay, there's something that you can sink into that will feel like you and that will feel honest and that will feel expansive. And so writing this time, 
I knew I had to take an A to Z approach. As much as that was for me, it's also for the reader. And in the first book, I don't believe I did a great job keeping the reader in mind. It wasn't because of ego. It was because I didn't know how to tell my own story, much of which was so personal. Business, family, friends, community, my own well-being, all of it. I just unpacked it all. I didn't know how to necessarily get that into the hearts and minds and souls of a reader that they could consume the way I do now. I learned a lot of lessons on that. So A to Z for me is also great for you, the reader. Why? Because you can pick up any chapter at any time for any reason. You don't have to read the book front to back and you don't have to read it once and just say, oh, wow, I wish I had the workbook. It's almost like there is a workbook inside of this book for you to take action on. And that's why I changed the way I wrote the book. And that's a little bit about how I wrote the book. Wow. Wow. It's that part. It's like to take actions. Like for so many people, the action is, ooh, I'm going to highlight this. And then you highlight it, but then it stays in the page. The point is you're supposed to actually go and take action. So what are some of these actionable things? Like what are the main themes of the book that these letters represent? And what are some of the call to actions that you have for the readers in this book? Yeah, each chapter is one letter of the alphabet that correlates (laughs) to the actual lesson. So A is for authenticity. And the end of that chapter and the end of each chapter says the big so what? So what? What am I going to do about it? How am I going to deal with this? What's going to change for me? What's the advice? How do I take action? How do you boil it down into simple key steps for me, the reader, the consumer of this? So A is for authenticity. The big so what is if you are not yourself, you're already in a lot of trouble and Everybody else is taken anyway, so there's no reason not to be yourself. So how you show up in life needs to start with your truth. You can't unveil it all at one time. That's just a bridge too far and too hard for all of us, especially as women and for anybody who's a marginalized person, um, person of color, reading this book, listening to this podcast. I don't want you to go and just say, let me rip the bandaid off right now and just enough of this. That is a bridge too far. So we micro step and micro habit and micro joy produce all of your coaching tips in this book. And we have you take the first step, not all the steps all at one time. Life is not Texas Hold'em. This is not a poker game, even though sometimes it feels like a game. So we have you take one step at the end of each chapter that says, okay, Here's the key takeaways from this chapter. Here's the options for what to do about it. Now we encourage you, we applaud you, we support you to go and take that first step to be more yourself. And for some people, it's, you know, if I make a hard decision, for example, to say no, chapter N is for no and how to set better boundaries. How do I show up as myself to even say no? Like, where do I get the strength? And it's really helpful for women to know that if you are coming from your truth, You cannot be wrong. There is no wrong if it's right for you. Wow. Wow. There is no wrong if it's right for you. Ooh, that seems simple. That seems simple and it sounds pretty, but I need to sit with that myself for a second. (laughs) Please do. Please do. 
I will. I will. Thank you. I will. Sounds like there's a lot that I'm going to sit with, you know, going through this book. Got a lot of letters, a lot of letters. How many letters are in the alphabet? 27. Six. There you go. Cool. <laughs> explanation. I added the explanation point at the end of this. So besides knowing how many letters there are in the alphabet, what are some other things that you hope that your readers leave the experience reading your book with? Yeah, so what I hope the readers leave their experience reading the book with is the belief that they are not alone. The belief that my story and the other women who were interviewed in this book, some incredible women's stories, are not unlike their own. And so that they feel there are others that relate to them and they can relate to right in front of them on the page, right in front of them where they know for a fact they are absolutely in this world, not alone. And that's where the beginning starts to end the burnout cycle. We have to start with knowing we are not on our own. Oh, so real. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We're not, we're not, we're not. So what is it that allows like what can we do as readers of this to tap in like what is the action steps I'm not alone so is this a journey you have to go on by yourself or is there a group that you could maybe unpack this with I can't imagine a group that you could unpack this with wait I can imagine because <laughs> thank you for asking in 2024 <laughs> we've been incubating in 2023 a private women's group called Bloom and we've been working with 10 incredible women. If any of you are listening to this podcast, I'm not going to name your names at this point. Shout out to you for going on the brave journey with me to start to apply the tools inside a private, safe, very community-oriented group of women called Bloom. And we have a three-phase approach for this women's group, which is called the seeding phase. First, we seed you. We plant the seed, which starts to help you understand you're not alone. We're going to germinate you. We're going to give you all the good stuff. We're going to water you. We're going to care for you. We're going to feed you. We're going to give you some sun, some not sun. Shade has a different connotation in today's days. That's what the kids tell me. <laughs> and then we're going to move you gently and over a nine-week period into another phase after a break where you practice these things and you really get used to them in real life and you report back. You have accountability partners. You're sharing stories of success and failure. The second phase of this group is called blossoming. Because if you think about that image of a beautiful flower, it starts as a seed and then eventually the flowering starts. It's not all the flowers or all the plants is flowering. It's just the beginning. So you're, you're kind of like coming off of wobbling with your training wheels on into kind of riding that bike for the first time. And you're not alone. You're in a group. Then the third phase, which we're just starting in 2024, is called bloom time. Every flower is in full bloom. So in this case, all 10 women, different women from different cultures and different socioeconomic backgrounds and different races and different thought perspectives, different women. They're working together to achieve the full bloom, which is the bloom time, where all of them, regardless of where they are, Grow where you're planted, ladies. Grow where you're planted. 
they are coming together to get into that full bloom time. And for me, it's the most rewarding work of my life. Why? Because I didn't have that. And I can only imagine what might have been there for me if I had others in a tribe, in a community, most of whom are complete and total strangers that I wouldn't normally meet otherwise to work all this out with and to share and to be supported and understood. Of course, we would all be blooming together at some point. And again, no two women are ever alike. Mm. I'm just, I'm just gonna let them stay with that. I'm just gonna let them, I'm just gonna let them stay with that. It'd be like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. No, no, you're on your own. Here's a book. I wrote the book. What else do you want? Well, exactly what I asked for. You have provided. That is that is amazing. So you get the book. You read the book. After you read the book, you're like, oh, I'm called. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna make a change. Yes, yes. And then you have some place to actually go. That's yeah. amazing. You should start yeah. a book club. You start a book club. Can I manifest this? I'm going to put that out there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So cool. And that's absolutely been a fantasy of mine with the first book. And I never did jack about it. So, yeah, we need to start a book club. So <sighs> on this podcast, dear Harmonized listeners, you're hearing it here today. We're starting a book club. We have no idea what that means yet. So stay tuned. It is a vision quest. And, yeah, we definitely need a book club. And we need a there place for women in business and outside of business to be able to talk about these tools and tricks and tips and traps to avoid and ways of changing how burnout plagues them. Because ultimately, Jupiter, what we really want to do is stop burnout before it starts. It's harder when you're in the burnout cycle. So the mm -hmm. goal is to stop it before it starts. And part of that, like anything, in terms of our own change and transformation as humans is you have to recognize it. You have to see it coming. You have to see mm -hmm. the pattern. Oh, I've been there before. And this book is filled with stories like that. And as mm -hmm. is my first book, the first book for those of you that would like to know is called stop settling, settle smarts about conscious trade-offs, blowing up the notion that there's such a thing as work-life balance, helping people make conscious trade-offs, and really creating strategic plans for the way they live their life, not just in business, not just at work, but you as a whole human being, no mask. So this mm. book in a way, you know, really pays tribute to the first book this new book does because it is the deep dive into the burnout piece. It is the deep, deep, deep dive into, okay, why is it so hard to make conscious trade-offs? Why is it so hard to be authentic? Why is it so hard to practice self-love? A lot of that stems from being on fumes. So mm. think about a time for yourself, Jupiter, where you're depleted. You're de-energized. You are low on gas in the human tank. And then you got to go perform. You got to go produce. You got to go play. Whatever it is, you got to go do. And instead of saying no... You say yes, and maybe it feels like you have to, and maybe you actually do have to. Like, we have to put food on the table. So, like, you have to do it, and so then what? Now you've got this complete imbalance and mix, mix and match scenario that it, no matter how you, like, run the Rubik's Cube, you never get to one solid color. You never have all things in alignment. 
Never. So now you're behind. You're coming up from behind all the time. And that's, again, back to why the book is written in chapters. It was way easier to write, and it's way easier to consume and digest and to try and to practice. Because sometimes it'll be a whole month of, uh, let's say, P is for productivity. Really about getting the great stuff done and dumping the stuff that doesn't work. Not efficiency, not getting 800,000 things done as women do, not high achieving and overachieving, because that's a syndrome too, but really being mindful about my own productivity. You may spend the entire month on that chapter and just start to realize, wow, I have been wasting so much of my own time, effort, and energy on things that don't really matter, on things that don't really count. I better move to chapter R for reality. I better check myself before I wreck myself on facts versus fiction. And I really need to look at the emotional toil and the emotional bandwidth and the emotional toll that's being taken on myself for consuming myself with all this bullshit that's not even true. Getting caught up with all my friends' sagas, you know, watching too much, I'm, I'm sorry, Korea, Korean drama. Uh, you know, really getting into the gossip circle at work and having these conversations that I know are not healthy or productive, yet I feel so bad saying no to being part of some of that drama. And you start to really reveal to yourself that the book is really, a, it's a handbook, if you will. It's like a life playbook. Filled with hacks, filled with micro habits, filled with micro joys. And for myself, I got a real fucking dose of them during this book launch and release period, which I know you wanted to ask me about. So go ahead and ask me what happened. Well, well I was going to say, you know, my next question was, <laughs> is what were some of the challenges that you faced when doing this book? And how did you keep yourself from getting burnt out? in the process did you follow your own rules some days yes some days no just like anybody so there were days where i felt like because i had that system to write and i was way more able to write everything on my own and get editing after the fact i i became very fueled i became very powerful inside of myself and i realized so many of these lessons I was sharing came through all the coaching I've been doing for eight years working for myself as a solopreneur and 30 years having hired and trained and developed and sometimes fired thousands of people. I mean, I have a front row seat to how people show up in life and I'm very, very good at coaching. So I thought, okay, let me coach myself and having a system is going to be really helpful and then doing a lot of writing in short bursts because of my ADD, like little bursts, little bursts, like no more than three hours, some days, 30 minutes. That became very empowering for me and energizing. Then there were days where it was like, I don't like this chapter. I do not like this chapter. Do I want to change this chapter? Is this chapter not going to help people? Or is it me avoiding? Because avoidance is never a strategy. And usually it was the avoidance. 
So I got a real dose of my own shit, as did my team, as you know, as an extended team, beloved member, we all got a dose of it because it was like, oh, great. That's in my face. You spot it. You got it. That was written to me. She's speaking to me. Holy crap. I can't avoid her. I can't hide under the covers anymore. And I had those moments too, especially on S's for self-love, you know, how you talk to yourself about your body, how you talk to others about their bodies and your body, you know, how you look at society's body, for example, or social media disgustingness and how toxic it all is. And the, the imagery that we believe is beautiful, which is lies, lies, lies. Yeah. That is a song from the eighties. So yeah, it was really um, an up and down and all around. But again, like all of you listeners, if you come back to the common core, your North star, for, for many of you, that's integrity. Uh, I know for many of you, because we have at least some kinds of conversations, whether it's through social media or, um, you know, LinkedIn or even directly for those of you that work with me more directly. I know that a lot of you come from a deep place of caring, caring about your family, caring about humanity, caring about your friends, caring about yourself. That deep, deep caring is, is the common theme that keeps you grounded when you're really lost in this space of life. So again, up and down all around, but coming back to the common core for me was huge. The final thing that happened, which was the hardest lesson in this whole book writing journey is I did something I never do. And this is not to tell you listeners to never take a risk. That's total shit. Of course, you're going to take a risk. You have to take some risks. Ideally, you want to do a risk and reward calculation as much as possible before you take that risk. However, sometimes that's not even possible. And you just, you go with your gut and you trust it and you learn from it. It works sometimes. Great. Doesn't work sometimes. Also good to know. Try not to repeat the same mistake twice. I hired a promoter that I was referred to. So I felt I did my regular diligence. I felt I was in good hands. I had a conversation with this guy. I had a very deep conversation with him many times, actually. And he would say things like, I'm going to take good care of you. And I was so excited to promote this book, to try to get this book in as many thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands and ultimately millions of women's hands around the world as I could. I thought, I'm going to go out on a limb and do something I never do. I'm going to spend a bunch of money and I'm going to hire one person, not even a firm or a company, but a person who does this for a living. And I'm going to get onto the top of these lists. And in fact, it's not really what he does. I'm not going to say a whole lot more about it. He's, he's a cyber criminal. That's the facts. That's the T. He's a cyber criminal. And they exist. We all know it. We all get 8,000 scamming calls and emails a day. But when you actually work with one and you talk to the human and not some fucking robot, it is wild. If you have a big heart, which most of you certainly do, you wouldn't listen to this show. Um, my big heart was like, I believe it. He's going to take care of me. He's helped thousands of others. It's so proven. It's worth it. I, I, every day I would wake up feeling like, is this really for real? Yes, it is. Don't let that negative voice spin rotten DJ records in your head. Like turn that off. 
And at the end of the day, he wasn't for real. And he was absolutely bullshit. So recovering from that, putting the book on pause, trying to recoup money, um, trying to get the right thing to happen was so difficult and so consuming and so challenging. It really took me aback to a place where I thought, now let me go in my shell. Let me be less of a risk taker. Let me let me pull back. Let me rethink my strategy. Why was I so in love with this book and my passion for all these women around the world? Uh, it really took me aback. And for those of you listening that have had moments like that throughout your life, you know it's a lesson that you have to learn. It's a painful ass lesson. And again, none of us are alone because the more I socialized it with those in the know, other authors in particular, and the more I asked for help, which is chapter H, asking for help and why we suck at it. The more I asked for help, the more I received. And the more I received, the more I felt humbled. And the more I felt humbled, the more I felt real. And the more I felt real, the more I realized that is who I am. And it is okay to ask for help. It is okay to take a risk and fail. It is okay to get screwed over by someone as long as you learn from it. And I have learned so much. I have already told three other podcasts, I'm going to come on their shows and talk to other aspirational authors about how not to get taken, how not to be duped, how to get yourself into the right rhythm for your authorship, whether it's traditional publishing, hybrid, new age publishing, self-publishing. There's lots of ways to get your book out there and to have your voice be heard and to help. You just need to be informed about the risks and you know, blessings. No one told me <laughs> that that was one of the potential risks. And I sure as shit did not find out on my own. I would have made a very different decision. And so you roll the dice and you win some and you lose some. And that's the real story. That's the real story. And that's the real story. Wow. And if you, I mean, look, so when's your next book coming out? And I am considering another book. Funny. Wait, really? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, well, we will have to talk about that off the air. Let's talk about that off air. And for those of you that love a post show, we'll consider it <laughs> for next time. <laughs> so, in order to oh, wrap today's show, bad. as usual, the guest usually gets the final word. But I suppose I am the guest, and Jupiter is in my chair this time, which is fun to swap chairs with someone. Thank you so much, Jupiter, for your time, effort, energy, and your great questions that got to the heart of what's going on because listeners want to know. I will wrap today's show with a big fat thank you to you. And for those of you that get to see video, unlike our usual listening oh. only, Jupiter's got a, a big heart that they are wow. putting forward into all of your spheres. Do you have anything you want to add? I do video. Clearly, I do video. I'm, oh, yeah, that's right. This is an audio-based experience. I'm a video producer. Hello. No, I'm a media producer. I need to be a little bit more well-wanted. Just thank you so much for allowing allowing this opportunity. And I think maybe one day you should, like, if someone out there is listening, you know, they could get the original recording from, like, a private community or something. You know, ask, set a DM. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> And I'm terrified once again. What a way to wrap the show. So Jupiter has all the power and all the recordings. Now you know. And that's also a good backup plan. Always have a backup plan. Ladies and gentlemen, please have a backup plan for all things in life whenever humanly possible. 
I want to just say, as always, thank you. Thank you for your time and listening and for sharing this show, liking it and for continuing to talk about all the ways in which you are becoming work-life harmonized. And until next time, uh, we hope. Et te pouvoir